0: Five, four, three, two, one.
1: I don't even know what's happening.
2: i <laughs> in sport mode,
1: and you're gonna fly.
0: Just exactly how awesome it was
1: that. The mighty mighty Nissan GT. got the Mustang, the Camaro, the Challenger, the Corvette, the Viper. America.
0: Damn, I forgot the bananas. Five,
1: four, it. three, two, one. And yeah, we'll do it live. live, live. And yeah, we'll do it live. Crash. Bang, boom, noises, doing it live. YouTube feed that somebody forgot to mute popping back up in the video. Every time. Uh, uh, People probably just think that's part of the intro music now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Why is the Uh, count not in there twice? That's so weird. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Topspeed.com podcast. What's the pop? Topspeed, that almost sounded like the uh, terrible noise in uh, Price is Right. Boom, 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 boom.
0: Meow.
1: <laughs> you just lost all your money. Topspeed.com podcast. And the podcast is exactly. the thing that you listen to that is on the internet. It's like a radio show, but on the internet. Topspeed.com, however, is an automotive-based website where we cover all of the cool things in the world that have motors, wheels, that sort of things. They move, they go fast, they hold people. That's what we do. That's what we like. That's what we talk about. So hello, everybody. I am Christian Moe. Today I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Justin Kopler. Hey everybody
0: made it here uh, without any technical difficulties on my end today. My mic worked, my headphones worked, my camera worked. Man, I think it's the first time in weeks.
1: Web of lies. <laughs> Something is broken and we just don't know it yet.
0: Or I'll I'll find a way to break it one way or another.
1: Like yeah. like halfway through the podcast, we're just gonna get a chat from Hulti or somebody that's in the live chat, and it's like, so why am I watching Justin's home movies? <laughs> <laughs> uh oh do not they turn <laughs> them off? All <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> right.
2: Also joining us is Mr. Mark McDab. Hello, Mark. Ah, uh, what's up, guys? uh how y'all doing?
1: The, all right. How okay.
2: I I'm asking a question, but and they I'm can't not... answer you.
1: Or are you asking us? Yes. How are you doing? Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm here working. Okay, that's a lot. great. I'm wearing a shirt with a car on it that's fun to drive but I don't like. Okay, that's that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, all right. I'm Um, wearing a hat
0: with a car that I can't afford, so fair enough.
1: (laughs) You could afford a used one. I see them for four or five grand all day long in Knoxville.
0: I'll tell you what, I wrote an article about the uh, the 2 Series the other day. I want the M235 so bad.
1: See, I'll want one when they make a proper M2. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That M235 is pretty badass.
1: I'll stay away from the half-assed M2. All right. Uh, so, again, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Um, I would like to ask you guys one little favor. Um, podcast has been growing. Oh, Hulty's online. Hi, Hulty. So pod- Hello, Podcast has been growing and doing well, and we appreciate that. We're on 31 episodes now, and we love that you guys hang out with us every week. But uh, if you could, if you like listening to us, and you have a friend who's like a super big auto guy... Why don't you be like, hey, there's this cool thing I listen to and I watch on Thursdays. You should you should check it out, and uh, see if they check it out. Because if all of you guys tell one person and that one person listens, we doubled our traffic and we doubled our viewers, and then we're doubly awesome. Which means you guys are doubly awesome for watching. So yeah, if you guys don't mind, be like, hey, friend of mine, check this out. We
2: You're get- in on the ground floor. You're like starting a trend. That's right. You could you could be one of the cool kids that yeah, like can watch we were it. cool.
0: Yeah, you can watch us before we all sell out.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can start wearing BMW hats and Scion FRS. That's
1: right. Today on the Scion FRS TopSpeed.com podcast, uh, this was this was free from an auto show. I was at the New York Auto Show that I had to pay to get into the first time I went, and uh, they had those shirts.
0: Yeah, my hat was free with a test drive of a four thirty-five. Hmm.
2: So
1: so I'm we're not being dude. bought. It's <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Except,
0: Mark, he's brought to you by Chuck Norris in Chuck Norris's
1: beard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, we're going to start the show a little differently this week. We're going to start it with um, one of our question and answer segments um, because we had a question on last week's show that's a random not car question. So, we're going to start it off with all of our random not car crap we seem to do at the beginning of the show for no reason. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Carl Knox says, Hey, off topic, but did any of you guys get an iPhone 6 and did it bend? Mark, <laughs> did you get an iPhone 6? I take I mean, that as a no.
0: Look, look how beautiful no.
1: it is. No,
0: yes, look at it. Look oh, at it. Oh, look at you, fancy. No, right? Yeah.
1: Is that a 6 or a 6? No, it's
2: a 6. It's not a 6+. plus. It, it is a 6, not a 6+. And uh, no, it has not bent. Uh, the 6 doesn't have that issue.
1: It's just a 6+. plus. Well, no, no. no they both fat. do. No, it's only if you're fat with a 6+, and you sit on it. Well, but I've seen all the actual testing. All of them will bend because they're all made of metal. Well, but um, yes, yeah. if I hit this with a train... And a jumbo jet in two different places at the same time, it may uh, skew. Off no, to no, one side. you could you could actually take it with your hands and bend it. It takes. Um, I think the testing said ninety pounds of force. Yeah, because I'm Chuck Norris, but I don't well, want no, to Well, no, that no, no. The phone. average male should be able to get about one hundred and five <laughs> pounds of breaking force.
2: Well, yeah. So anyway, no, it has not broken, and yes, I'm very, very careful with my phone. But yeah, I, I love this. Um, I upgraded from a basic 4. It wasn't even a 4S. It was archaic. And this is far and above way better because it gets faster service and I can actually download a web page. When I click it, it 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 there it is. I don't have to wait 10 minutes, even
1: on Wi-Fi. So So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in real quick and say to everyone listening, I didn't actually know he bought one, so I thought this was going to be all of us going no and we would move on. Yeah, really. <laughs> my goodness. Anyways, I have my iPhone 5s. We're I do not, It does say Mo on it though, which is which is nice. What? what yeah, I got names. my name. Uh, leather. Mine
2: has my apps.
1: Yeah, yeah that's pretty special. and uh, Justin still rocking. I have my, my
2: LG G3 or whatever this thing's called. I
0: debated getting the iPhone 6. I actually am thinking about maybe switching back to T-Mobile because they'll buy out my contract and they give the free iPhone 6. But I'll get it to Plus it. because I can't deal with the little, itty, bitty, teeny, weeny iPhone.
1: Have you seen this thing? Yeah, no. Um. It's actually about the same size as your phone is now, the 6. This is, is huge. The 6? Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: I thought it looked big. I thought that was a Plus. No,
1: no, no. This no. is that's the 6. 6. The Plus is bigger than the Galaxy Note. Like,
0: oh, oh, that's a, wow, okay, that's a big boy.
1: <laughs> I don't have anything to compare this, it by.
2: This, Here's a look. <laughs> this.
1: This tablet is almost Here. the size of a
2: 6 Plus. This is my uh, business card. And this is the 6.
0: Oh, okay. There we go. That's, that's a little bit. So, oh, wow, I yeah. Because your business card is like the size of the screen of the old iPhone. Yeah, because, I mean, that's – Yeah,
2: you know, you oh,
0: see
2: wow. I make... okay. Okay, so...
1: anyways, we're going to move on because I didn't yeah. think this would take that long. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it at the beginning. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Rhetorical question. Let's jump into weekly wheels. We're going to start with Justin driving a mom machine.
0: Yes. <laughs> Soccer balls are not included, but, yes, I drove the 2015 Honda Odyssey see, uh, Touring Elite, world's longest name for a minivan, and um, elite. I'm not going to talk about how it drives, I didn't talk about how it drives in my review, I'm not going to talk about really the driving here, except that it's okay. It's a minivan, that's what it is, it yeah. rides fine, it handles fine, it accelerates fine, you'll get on the highway okay.
1: You know what, um, you know what needs, needs to be said about the driving dynamics of every minivan in the world? It drives just as good, if not slightly better than your stupid freaking crossover. <laughs> I don't know about that because I have a crossover
0: right now, and it's a night and day difference between this and what the uh, Odyssey I just turned in. But anywho, what the story is on this, and I even said in my review, which should go live I think sometime later today or next week, is that the inside is what really matters. You know, that's that's the key of the the Honda Odyssey. Sure, the outside's cool. You have three power doors. The two side doors are power, and the rear hatch is power. You can actually open them with a little button on the key fob. So you have like six buttons on this little tiny key fob. It's kind of kind of weird. If you have big fat thumbs, you won't be able to actually use it that well. But again, uh, yeah, just walk up, you hold the button, all three doors are open up. You load up your groceries, put the kid in the car seat, whatever. Um, but inside, you get all this dead cow all over the place in the Elite Touring. It's on everything except the dashboard. Uh, just like every other Honda product, it has that weird soft top dash.
1: Um, I love that we say all these dead cows because yeah, I do too, but it is funny when you stop and think about it. Like <laughs> you just open up the doors and you step inside and there's just all this dead cow.
2: <laughs> the words we use to sound creative. It just reminds me of that uh, Mythbusters episode where they put the dead pigs inside the, the C4
1: Corvette. Please look at all of the slaughtered bovines. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, just uh, terrible.
0: And uh, it comes with the Sirius XM. I don't like the way they're – and actually I don't like the way any Honda uh, – Audio system works as serious because they don't integrate it too well with the rotary knob. You have to sit there and push the button and jam the button on the on the touchscreen and Just push, 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 push to go through your stations. And the touchscreen doesn't work very well, so I don't like that either. The feedback isn't great, so you don't know if you really push the button or not. You're like, okay, did I push it? Because it takes a second to respond too, so it's not that great. And it's they spread out 12 speakers across this massive van. So it kind of sounds like crap. The the audio system is not that great for the – up. it's supposedly upgraded, but it's not that great. But what really matters in the back seat, you have a 13-inch ultra-wide DVD player to keep the kids quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, what's cool is it splits into two screens. So if you get an auxiliary DVD player, you just grab a DVD player and plug it into the HDMI port or the RCA cable ports in the third row. You can actually watch the main DVD player on one side that's inside the van and then the secondary DVD player on the second screen. So you know, your younger kid can watch cartoons while the older kid watches, whatever the newest pop video is or
1: whatever. I like that they have an HDMI because that means I can hook up my Xbox in it.
0: Well, hang on a second. There, There's one issue with that. Yes, they have an HDMI port, they have RCA cables, and they have an AC plug back there. But the issue is the AC plug only handles 150 watts. The Xbox is 203 watts. Oh. So if you plug your Xbox in, that thing is going to go high. It's going to turn on for about 2.5 seconds, then turn right off.
1: Well, but so that's the Xbox on.
0: One. Uh, and I'm not sure. I looked on my Xbox. I have the Xbox One. I didn't get to look at it. I looked at my Xbox 360. It said 203. My
1: Xbox One, I couldn't find well, the Well, how old is your Xbox 360?
0: Uh, it's the big fat one. It's
1: like because slim. every revision they came out with has lower and lower power ratings. So I think, yeah. like, the newest one, the new Xbox S or whatever, is probably under 150.
0: That'd be a lot of wanting to cut off it, of, but I guess they redesigned the brick, make the brick more efficient, I guess they wouldn't need that much Well, wattage.
1: and the chips inside. The old ones had two oh, chips, yeah. the new ones only have a single chip. They can buy the CPU and video yeah. chip.
0: That's true, but I'm sure the the, the standard Xbox One now probably... 203, I would assume.
1: Oh yeah, that the, yeah. yeah, that thing needs a lot of power.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're not gonna it's hook up your power. Xbox one, in it, but you'll probably get, like Christian said, you can probably get the Xbox S, the slim one, on there and be okay, be borderline. Uh, but it's mostly obviously set up for DVDs. But the issue here's one weird thing about that whole setup. On, um, it's in the the, the plugs are in the third row, which is fine, I understand that. But you have your RCA cable, RCA jacks, and your AC adapter plug on one side. Clear on the other side of the third row is where the HDMI cable is. So if you're running HDMI cable, you have to plug in on one side and string the power cord all the way across the other side to plug in the HDMI, unless you have a long enough HDMI to span the length of the, uh, the rear seats. So it, it just seems kind of a strange thing to do. Why they did not put them side by side? I'm not too sure if there's like an interference issue with the AC plug there or something, but for some reason they put that there. Uh, but all in all, it's a family hauler. hauls a family very well. The even the third row seats have like forty inches of legroom. The back seats have that magic stowing where you pull on this little cord, it flips down automatically. But watch out not to get your fingers caught inside when it flips over because um, yeah. yeah, yeah. In one of my videos, I actually nailed myself, and fortunately, <laughs> I deleted that video because there were plenty of expletives spoken at that time. <laughs> I should have probably kept on in for the outcome.
1: Yeah, out- no. Page, see but... <laughs> what you what you should have done is. Put that video in, and then just have just this huge beep, beep <laughs> as you're like jumping around holding your. It's
0: <laughs> <would have> <laughs> actually a pretty good idea. Damn, but overall, it's a cool van. But here's one issue um, that I highlighted is this van cost forty-four thousand four hundred and fifty dollars. Ouch. I looked at it. You could buy plenty of German metal for that. You can buy BMW 3 Series. You could buy a 2 Series. You could buy a CLA. You could buy a 4 Series, you could buy an Audi A5, you could buy... A but, whole bunch
1: but, of a but, but, that's going the wrong direction. Yep. Yeah, you need I, to look at what you can buy that'll haul your kids.
0: And that's what I, that's what I mentioned, actually. you can buy all this stuff, but if you're looking to haul kids, this is, it's what you got, and it's actually not that bad.
1: Um, well, but cool, here's cool. the thing. How much do you think a um, GMC Acadia with leather and TVs will run you?
0: Uh the Acadia. I didn't look I didn't get that far into the review, so I haven't gotten to look at the competition, but Acadia with everything forty three thousand.
1: Fifty seven
2: thousand.
0: Oh yeah
1: Acadia Holy cow. If right. you're gonna oh. jump up to the Acadia Denali and get the nice wheels and the leather and the TVs, you're looking at over fifty grand.
0: But I'll guarantee you that the that the Acadia drives significant <laughs> than the Odyssey. <laughs> Drive the Odyssey, then drive the Acadia. I, bet It drives a lot better.
1: Okay, so I've not driven the Odyssey, but I've driven the Grand Caravan and the Nissan Quest and the Toyota Swagger Wagon, which is a terrible <laughs> name. No, it's not. That's awesome. All three of those drive substantially better than the Acadia. I would really? Give. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. You see, I don't have experience with those. But, again, I do have to say, the last Acadia I drove was a 2013, so it was right before the new model. I yeah. don't know how much of the undercarriage has changed in the transition, but as far as the old model, take the minivans all day long.
0: Here, here's one neat thing that I found out about this van. Uh, if you do a lot of U-turns or you have to turn a lot of tight spaces, this thing is amazingly tight. Like It turns, I think it's a 36-foot circle. It is very tight on a two-lane road. You can just whip a U-turn no problem at all. It's, it's really cool. I didn't expect that. Because uh, I know my parents' old old Dodge Caravan. You had to have, like, five lanes to cross over.
1: <laughs> all right, but we're going to go ahead and stop talking about minivans. Yes, I, it's so boring. I want to move on a bit. Um, I do want to jump in that, uh, Mark, you've been given some... It's an excited moment that kind of rags on you a little bit. Halty said, yay, does this mean we're going to... S- Mark, does this mean I'm going to see some full HD reviews? <laughs> yes, it does.
2: As long as this thing does HD. It, does.
1: it does. It'll do HD slow-mo.
2: Yeah. So, which is super cool to play with, by the way. Yeah, I haven't... Because I've only had it for like two days, not even that. So, um, yes, my videos will be much of better quality now, so I'm excited about that. So,
1: so yeah, there you guys go. Yeah, but, uh, we're going to move on. Yeah, we're going to move on. I'm going to talk about um, a crossover that you could buy that um, actually does tend to drive better than, than a minivan. Um, yeah. I was in the Hyundai Santa Fe Sport this last week, and again, I God, I, I hate crossovers. <laughs> they are so compromised in so many ways, they're just terrible at everything. They just, they are um but the Santa Fe really tends to kind of not be um it's relatively well equipped relatively affordable and um i actually just realized that um the cheapest one is the best one to buy so the Hyundai Santa Fe sport comes in two models a 2.0 turbo and a base 2.4 liter four banger with 190 horsepower in this gigantic suv i drove the turbo and i hated the turbo Because it does this terrible thing where when you're driving, if you want to go a little bit faster, you give it a little bit of gas, and the car will drop a gear. And when it drops a gear, it slings you up in the rev range because you've got this wound-out 2.0 turbo with, like, 290 horsepower. The car just fights you and scrabbles away and tries to take off and leave, you know, and you look like you're just being some jerk who doesn't want to let somebody pass you because you just lurch away. And then as soon as you let off the gas at all, it wants to save fuel, so it cuts up your gears again, and you suddenly have no power. So everywhere you go, you're like, meh, ving! Anytime you try and go faster, it's super annoying. The base engine doesn't do that. I don't know if it's the way the power band's set up or the way the transmission is designed or whatever, but if I want to go a little bit faster, I push the pedal a little bit harder, and I just sort of go a bit more. Drivability, so much better. Um, interior on this thing, so good. It's just, God, is it good. And, and Hyundai's been getting better and better about it every time. And um, you'll, you'll see this in my review when it goes live, but it's like the number one thing I, I say about the Santa Fe is every time I get in it, no matter how many other things I've driven since then, it always amazes me how much it doesn't suck. The interior is just nice. The suspension, which is usually a sore spot for me on Hyundais, is great. It's comfortable enough. That you know you're not gonna get upset with it, you know you're not gonna make everyone uncomfortable, but it's still stiff enough that you're not gonna make everybody sick when you're driving down a mountain road, and pricing is great. Um, this one was a little pricey; it was thirty-three thousand um, dollars, which is three grand more than the Subaru Outback that I had last week. But my Outback did not have navigation. The Outback did not have leather. The Outback didn't have a lot of power equipment on it. Um, it had the power rear gate and all that stuff, but uh, the power seats, there weren't as many adjustments and stuff like that. And this has all of that. Um, also, there were no no safety features. My Outback didn't have the eyesight system. I had no blind spot monitoring. I had no adaptive cruise. I had nothing. Santa yeah, Fe. You heard CBT. Yeah. The Santa Fe for $3,000 more, uh, a real six speed automatic leather seats all the way around, heated and cooled seats in the front, I had manual sun shades on the side, have the world's biggest sunroof, navigation, blind spot monitoring, lane keep assist, like all of that crap for three grand more. And if you want to you can just drop the safety systems and keep like the leather and the navigation and be at the same $30,000 price tag as the Outback. Now you don't have all-wheel drive, this one was a front-wheel drive model, and the fuel economy was not quite as good. The Outback turned turned in 30. Santa Fe was giving me about 27 and a half. So there is that trade-off. But I guarantee you, for most people, having all that equipment and all that luxury, way better deal. Plus, it wasn't falling apart. Oh,
2: that's true. I, you know, I have I've got to second that too. I think that uh, Hyundai has just outdone themselves uh, on improving their in, their interiors over the last, you know, five years. Uh, the last Santa Fe I was in was a year ago, and the car, it was fantastic. It was well-built. It was or anything like that. The materials felt really well. So, I mean, like, yeah, I would agree with you. I think the Hyundai's got a really great product, especially do, and on the inside.
1: Like that's, and, and that's all I kept thinking was, like, I have to go. The Golf is gone. I've got to take the crossover, and I get it. And I'm like, this is totally fine. 100 yeah. I mean, by end, this With a crossover, is cross- <laughs> crossovers are usually so... Co- how good is it five It's like a 6 out of 10. What's the fuel economy? It's like a 6 out of 10. You know, how is the ease of entry and exit for the third row? It's like a 6 out of 10. Right, you get something like a minivan. A minivan usually isn't that great to drive. It isn't that great on fuel, but it's super great on the space and the people holding and that sort of stuff. Um, But this is like a good 7.5 out of 10. Like everything is 7.5 out of 10. There is no third row, but the back doors open up really wide, and they come like almost directly perpendicular out from the car. So there's plenty of space to get in. The back seats slide, and they recline so you can adjust space. If you have a child seat and you want to slide it forward so you can reach the child easier, you can do that. If you need more cargo space, you can slide up. If you have adults who want to be in there and relax and comfortable, they can slide back and they can lean the seat back a little bit. You know, it gets all that stuff right. Um, again, it's got 190 horsepower, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's more than you get from the standard four bangers from like the Chevy Equinox or the Toyota Venza, um, and it feels quick enough. Uh, I was timing like an eight, eight, eight and a half second zero to sixty, so not quick, but not slow. Um, again, I was getting 27 miles to the gallon, 28 miles to the gallon, so fairly fuel efficient for being a car that big. Like everything is just good. Nothing, nothing yeah. is super bad or annoying. And that car will tow like three thousand uh, pounds. No, that's a Santa Fe, the big one, oh, the Primo. Okay. and that's uh, yeah, like a five thousand pounds, I think, standard on all of them. This was the two row Sport. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard the press information, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I've been impressed with Hyundai stuff. So.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and in fact, um, I actually think I'm gonna try to convince one of my neighbors to buy one. She's been hassling me about a good crossover to buy, and I keep telling her to buy a wagon. Uh, because she doesn't have kids, but she wants an SUV to haul things, and I'm like, just get a wagon, but she won't do it. And um, I was looking at prices on these things, and they're actually really cheap on dealer lots right now. Um, so the base price for a standard model is twenty five five. They have them. There's I think nine of them at my local dealer for twenty one for 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 twenty one six. It's not too bad. So oh, that's.
0: That's really good, actually.
1: Yeah. So you don't get the leather, you get cloth, and you don't get some of the nicer equipment like like the navigation. But you still get the nice interior, you still get the great drive, you still get all the space and the practicality. Twenty one thousand dollars.
0: That's kind of hard to hear you saying that a crossover is not that bad, but a Hyundai crossover is not that bad.
1: Right. And, and again, I keep going back to this <laughs> stupid that stupid Outback. Thirty thousand dollars, no navigation, broken, right. And it was thirty thousand dollars. Cloth seats, thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Or I can go and actually here in town, it's the same dealer. It is a, it's 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 a it's a Grayson dealer. It's a Grayson Hyundai Subaru. <laughs> so at the same dealer, I can save nine thousand dollars, and get a car with slightly more space, that's better to drive, has more horsepower, and it just gets slightly less on the fuel fuel economy. But you know, nine thousand dollars buys a lot of gas. A lot. Yeah, that gets you through the whole lifetime in that thing probably. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, wow. All right anyways let's move on because Mark got to drive a bunch of cool stuff. yeah we, I'll I, just, we spent forever talking about boring crap and we have Mark over here with like a trio of badassness. Yeah so I,
2: I've kind of been lucky in the last couple couple weeks. I, I've gotten to drive a lot of cool stuff. Um, so Jeep sent me the Jeep uh, Wrangler Rubicon or I wish uh, the uh, the unlimited Sahara model. I can't even think straight right now. Uh, so I had that for a week. And during that time, Toyota sent me on a quick loan the 4Runner TRD um, Pro, which is awesome. And I kind of got to compare them side by side. And the story's coming uh, either today or um, well, I'm gonna get it done today. It's probably be next week before it goes live. But um, the, you know, I have to say that that 4Runner TRD Pro is that's really special. I've gotten to spend some time in the regular 4Runner. I uh, like the Trail edition and uh, on you know on which the TRD Pro is based and I really liked it. It felt really good. It was competent on road, it was really good off road. It was just a solid body on frame SUV with tons of space. But then the TRD Pro takes that up like 10 notches. And all the stuff that I like I like
1: it. this one because it goes to 11.
2: Yes. Beep. <laughs> This one doesn't come with party mode, though. But anyway, <laughs> uh, all the good stuff that the Forerunner has, this doesn't touch. This just helps the off-road aspect of it. But really, it doesn't hurt the on-road either. Like, you know, just comparing my notes with what I had with the regular Forerunner and then this, they're both fairly the same on-road. Like, I don't, I didn't feel like this was too top-heavy or it didn't uh, – it didn't scrub rubber going through uh, turns or anything like that. So the TRD Pro really doesn't hurt its on-road street ability, which what is What kind fantastic. of tires were on it? <laughs> Nitto Terra
1: Grapplers, actually. How big? 32-inch, uh, I think. See, that's so my we... biggest problem with all these off-road machines, is the terrible drone those tires like that make on the highway. This wasn't so bad. unbearable. Okay, so... The, these are probably the most
2: aggressive factory tires you can buy short of a Jeep Rubicon. Um, they're pretty intense. I mean, they are literally an all-terrain tire that uh, has been, you know, making really great strides in the aftermarket, like, replacement tire category. And this is kind of one of the first times it's been on a traditional or, like, OEM-style car. And uh, they really do well. Uh, they're not loud. If you if you even have the radio on like level one or two, you're not going to hear it. If really, you turn, if you turn if you turn the radio off, windows up, and on the highway, you can hear it just a little bit. But as, if you're listening to the radio at all, even with the so, windows down, okay. You're not so hear it. so
1: the interior sound dampening is really good on that thing. It then. is really good. It is really Jesus. good. I said, that's just my – normally noises don't bother me, but, like, if I can roll down the window and I can still hear whirr over the sound see, of that's, the wind rushing into the
2: cabin. See, that's the thing. If you roll the window down, you actually hear less of the tire drone because you hear more wind noise than you do tire drone.
1: Right. So said, in, um, I've been in some off-road machines that, yeah, like, I'm like, okay, the tire drone is too loud. So I roll down the window. I'm like, it just got worse. How does that happen? Yeah, no, this is totally not the case. Um,
2: so, in comparison with the Jeep, okay. So we all know how Jeep is, right? It's a, it's a real off-road machine. Like that's its purpose. Um, and I'm gonna reveal this too in my uh, in my review. Um, I, I have a special place for Jeep in my heart, but I have to say, I think the 4Runner really does it better. Um, it, it's better off-road, obviously, because it's the TRD Pro. If I had the Jeep Rubicon, uh, it might not be the case. But off-road, the 4Runner's got it. On-road, the 4Runner has it, too. It just feels more uh, planted and more stable. Um, you know, the Jeep has two solid axles, front and rear, whereas the 4Runner has a five-link uh, axle in the back and independent front suspension. So, I mean, the, the 4Runner has it on the road, too. Interior equipment, 4Runner all the way. It's got the, lights or the uh, Toyota Intune infotainment system or whatever like that. Interior was really nicely equipped, whereas the Jeep had this old Uconnect 3.0 infotainment system get that
0: the sucks. In.
2: Oh, Jeep, please get that out of your equipment. Please stop building that. It's 2014. Stop.
0: Well, I think I think that thing came out when I was selling Dodge vehicles
2: back in, like, 2006. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. Um, and – you know, the, the interior is not nearly as nice. Yes, it's a Jeep, and you can hose it out and stuff like that, but comparatively, side by side, the runner has got a beat. Now, of course, the Jeep is really fun because you can take the top off, which I did. You can take the doors off, which I did. Uh, and it, you can blast around town and have a great time in it, and it's really, really, really fun. And you can just pull that four-wheel drive lever back into four-high and go pretty much anywhere you want to go. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's... The Jeep is really cool. The 4Runner is really cool, but if I was going to buy one of the two, it would be the 4Runner. What's the price difference between the two? Not a whole lot. So the Jeep. Here's my sticker price: forty thousand two hundred dollars for the for the Sahara Edition. And this does have some options too. It's got the uh, leather trim seats, thirty one hundred dollars. Um, the five speed automatic, which is twelve hundred. The Freedom top, which is the hard top with body color, $1,700. Here's here's the kicker, right? This wonderful Uconnect system, uh, it's a 730N, uh, and it's got a 20-gig hard drive and all that crap, uh, Sirius XM satellite radio, $1,800. $1,800 for something that looks like... Ten years old out of the box.
1: Okay, but 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 what was the price on the TRD?
2: TRD base price comes in at forty one nine. Okay, now
1: really now what if we skipped the four door version of the Jeep and went to a soft top? Because my Wrangler Rubicon, which I pulled the sticker out here, was thirty eight four eighty. Yes, yours is the Rubicon,
2: which is the better version. But it is but, the And it was standard. the Rubicon X with all the extra options. Well, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, but, you know, it's not the unlimited, so it's the two-door version. Uh, the top, the soft top would save you uh, the $1,200 or the $1,700. Did you have the base soft top or did you have the uh, Sunrider?
1: I'll have to tell you. I think it was the base one.
2: Yeah, I don't see anything about okay. Sunrider. Yeah, the Sunrider top will actually uh, disconnect from the front and let you uh, slide it back like a sunroof. It just folds back
1: and latches. Oh, yeah, no, it, okay, no, I did have that then. I just okay, yeah. It's probably standard did the front feature. flaps, and there was a second clasp here, and yeah, it would just pop yeah. like, back and you'd scrap it down. Yeah, uh,
2: the base thing it doesn't do that, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's pretty comparable. Yes, the Sahara has all of a bunch of options and stuff and comes in at forty thousand dollars. The TRD Pro comes in at forty one nine base price, but I feel like you're getting a lot more with the TRD Pro because um, it already comes with all the option packages of the Trail Plus Edition of the Forerunner. So it's kind of like the Rubicon in the sense that you get all the stuff
1: packaged yeah. in one deal and you don't have to buy the options. Right. So, but, yeah. Oh yeah, so here it is. I have the premium black Sun the Sunrider top. Yeah, but but yeah, like that's just my my whole thing is, if you skipped the X package, yeah, add things like driver's seat height adjustment, seat back pockets, red Trail Raider badges, slush mats, electronic vehicle system, Bluetooth, heated seats, silver interior accents, 17-inch aluminum wheels that you can scar on the. Track or on the, right, but you do get the uh, nice steel bumpers that are. Yes, you do get it. the steel bumpers. Um, the steel bumpers are like the only thing that I would really want to have. Yeah. Out of that whole X kit, and that X kit is four grand. You could buy a nice steel bumper from uh, AEV for way less than four grand. So if we cut the four grand off of it, my Rubicon was thirty-four four eighty with all my options, including my navigation and my big U Connect system. So now, would you take Rubicon Jeep or the TRD? TRD.
2: Because my TRD has four doors, and I can lay the back seats down and have a whole lot more room. I thought you were going to say something besides
1: a whole lot more room. <laughs> okay. I'm I've not... been thinking about Elon Musk lately, so. <sighs> oh, God. What a, what a terrible D, huh? <laughs> D. Yep, <laughs> That man loves penis jokes. I'm going to name my cars the sex. The S, e and the X. Like he I just even that. came out and
0: said it. He even came out and said that he's like because I want to put a banner up that says Tesla sells sex. Yes. Yeah. I just
1: like the man and kills And now me. he's like, I'm bringing the D. <laughs> he's like he's like a 12 year old kid. He's like, hey 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 hey, I own a company. I'm gonna make a penis joke. It's
2: like I want to see him come outside like do a press release and be like and the Tesla penis and the Tesla something <laughs> something some penis and the Tesla says so, penis. You know it's like. <laughs> That's what I kind of expect from the guy. Like, uh,
1: you know, it's getting him great attention. Brilliant minds. Yes, yep. of this generation. Like, the man is going to space. in well, his, with, with his own money. The man started PayPal. All right, I made all the money in the world. I'm going to sell PayPal, and I'm going to start Tesla. All right, you know what? I'm also going to build freaking spaceships. You know what? I am the only person who has successfully done a private party rocket launch and gotten something to the space station. When the government contracts to you to
2: go to space you're you're you know yeah. big, when NASA goes can you give me a hand like we need to go to space can we go on your rocket like i,
1: I just and uh, he's over here making tick jokes <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing in the whole world all right um we're going to jump into the news and um Mark has more truck stuff to talk about in the news, but we're going to cover two other quick pieces of news before we let Mark do more truck stuff. Yeah, somebody talk so, before me. Let's let's start with uh, some some performance numbers. Um, GM just announced. Uh, so when they were like, "This is our Corvette Z06, and it's going to be really fast." Well, now they've done like testing, and they have real fast numbers. And the real fast number is, if you have the automatic transmission in the new Z06, you can get from zero miles an hour to 60 miles an hour. In two point nine seconds. Two point nine five. Got I add that five still, in there? <laughs> still less than three. That is insane. Like I, I look But but you know what that like let's let's put this into perspective real quick. The Porsche Carrera GT, the four hundred thousand dollar whatever V ten Porsche cannot hit sixty miles an hour that quickly.
0: Yeah, I, I did some research today. It's like the, the the Ferrari Italia 458, two hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars, three point four seconds. Lamborghini Huracan, two hundred some thousand dollars, three seconds. And they're all the California T. I don't even know how much it is one fifty or something like that. Uh, what's it? Uh, three point five seconds. I mean, they're all over three.
2: Is it the uh, the GTR Nismo? Isn't that the only thing that comes close? Well, I think it
1: it should be, dude. that's the, like 2.6 It's the only thing that comes close that's not insane like the Veyron or the Agera R or something like that well, you know, McLaren yeah. P1, the Porsche 9 918, like once you are out of the realm of million dollar supercars, yeah it's like the Z06 and the GTR and that's it now yeah. you don't have to have the Nismo. The normal GTR will do a two point nine second blast or like a three second blast. It's like right in that range. Okay. But the Nismo is like yeah, like two point six seconds or some shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I like
0: mean, this is. Yeah. This is it's just it's ridiculous to think that an American Z06 that cost seventy with seventy three thousand or something like that only had to pay five, isn't it? Uh, Eighty five is the convertible. Seventy eight nine nine five. Oh okay okay. Is. Just obl- can ab- not obliterate, but can can basically smoke a Ferrari 458.
1: Or... But it gets better, because we just got some Hellcat numbers, and guess what else oh, we'll yes. do? Zero to sixty in under three seconds. The damn Hellcat. <laughs> Two point nine. So 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 now we have. If you get out of the realm of million dollar supercars, the only machine that'll get this quickly is the mighty mighty Nissan GTR Nismo. Oh yeah. Also, this Hellcat muscle car. And our Corvette. America! cars! (laughs) I just feel like we need to, like, I need to have, like, like, a montage. I need
2: to have a montage of, like, Chuck Norris waving the American flag, shooting off, like, B.A.R. in his arm, and just, you know, like, no. That sounds
1: terrible. That sounds awesome. A B.A.R.? Yes. Uh, Browning Automatic Rifle. It's a machine gun. Right, but wasn't it a British-created rifle? Browning is—he's uh, an American. Oh, I thought it was a British rifle. Okay, then carry on. <laughs> Mer- I did. I thought the—I thought I thought the Browning rifle was was a British creation. Yep.
0: Nope. Mer- and we Mer- also we also have 1.2 g's that holds. That's not bad. Anything over not one g's is pretty damn yeah, good. Wait, sorry, I, I was being
2: sarcastic. Wait, 1.8. <laughs> it, is that no, for the, one point, or the Hellcat? One,
0: 1.2. That's for the vet. 1.2. Anything you know, over 0.93 yeah. is great.
1: The Hellcat will not get more than, like, 0. 0.4 Gs. I know. As as <laughs> like push on I'm the like, pedal, just to around. That's not right.
0: <laughs> but we also have to remember that that 1.2 comes with the Z07 pack, which is the super sticky Pilot yeah. Sport Cup 2 tires, the all the aero downforce crap and everything. Probably the, the, the standard Z06 probably closes to the 1. About 1 yeah. G. But 1 oh.
1: Uh, Holty chimed in and said the 911 Turbo S will break the three-second mark.
2: Oh, that's true. But
1: that's, that's true. still 180, and 190 thousand dollars. Yeah, it's an expensive yeah. car. Yeah, you're still doubling the so money. Double the money. Double the money. Yeah. Triple. Triple the money.
0: And and the Corvette no longer looks like a Chevy on the inside.
1: No, it <laughs> looks nice. Part. True.
0: That's the other part, because that used to be the bad thing about it. Yes, yeah, sure, it could kind of run with these cars, but when you got inside, you're like, yeah, it's not that great. But now it beats these cars, and you get inside, and you feel like you're in a car that almost deserves to be in the same same spot.
1: Yeah. It's just, God, that's so insane for both the Hellcat and the Z06. And, and like, that blows me away almost even more. It's just like, America has done this with the Z06. This is our road-going race car. And then, like... Ralph Gilles just walks over and goes, yeah, the Hellcat would do it too, whatever. Yeah, I was yeah.
0: surprised I see the Hellcat. I was like, the Hellcat really, like, they could actually, like, rein that thing in to do that? Rear wheel drive at, oh, seven like, like, horsepower?
1: I figure that what must have happened is when they did the testing, they had, like, 47-inch tires on the back of it. I was going <laughs> to say, it's <laughs> like, like, there's no locks way. in the
0: trunk. They're, now, yeah, they did have drag radles is what they said. They were drag tires. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's right. with drag tires is my understanding. But
2: still. like. Oh, well, Okay, so if you remember, they've already released the the um, the quarter mile times. Quarter miles with the street tires is like eleven point three or something, and then ten point nine with the drag slicks.
0: Yeah, so it's about right on par with with this. This is uh, well, this is ten point nine five with the eight speed, and eleven two with the seven yeah. speed. Wow, that's insane. Ten and,
1: point and and those are on street tires. Yeah, that's street
0: tire or oh, Michelin Cup Sport. Those are street. Yeah, yeah give <laughs> That's wishy-washy. <laughs> they have like an eighty treadwear rating. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: no, no. I think they have to have more than a hundred to be considered. Yeah, I think it's be, like one hundred and twenty. Yeah. So it's not much. Okay. So Halty says Porsche claims a three point one second run, but uh, when tested, they'll do them in two point six for the nine eleven turbo S.
0: Yeah, America. My question America. about that is,
1: is uh, is is, uh, is that two point six with rollout or not? Because um, that is one thing, like, car car and driver, they're zero to 60 times. are always quicker than everyone else's because they do a one-foot rollout. So.
0: Yeah, it's kind of cheating.
1: Well, but that's how they do it in, like, in a lot of drag, drag stuff. In drag testing, it's the one-foot rollout. But, all right, anyways, uh, so Z06 and Hellcat, super fast. Um, something special and near and dear to my heart, um, this thing. This is my GoPro Hero 3 and this is my Hero 3 Plus. And these things are amazing, and I love them, and I don't want to make babies with them. But they're terrible and ugly, and nobody wants them anymore because they're pure garbage. Because uh, GoPro just announced there's a brand new Hero 4 out. And oh man, is it awesome. So um, Hero 4, about the same size as this. Yeah, that's what she said. But uh, has twice the processing power. It's supposed to have better <laughs> battery life. It'll now do 4K video. Wow. Yeah, and like at full 30 frames per second, this will do 4K video, but only at 15 frames per second, so it's not any good. New GoPro will do 4K video, and it costs 500 bucks, which is $100 more. But if you go price a new 4K camera, you're looking at like well over $1,000, and now you can get one for 500 bucks. It comes with a waterproof case that's good for more than 100 feet in depth. And it still has built-in Wi-Fi. They've added Bluetooth now, so you can hook it up to your phone with Bluetooth to control it. These things are amazing, and I can't understand how they cram so much stuff into such a tiny little box. Now here's a question. Can you Wi-Fi while you're underwater? Uh, well, yes, but only a small distance. <laughs> you can also Bluetooth while you're underwater, but only really? a small Really? I
0: was minute. actually kidding. I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, because it's just a radio frequency. Um, yeah. Obviously, your range drops dramatically because the signals have a hard time getting through the water because it's so much thicker than the air. But, um, yeah, it'll work. Oh, wow. Your Wi-Fi working. case in your phone. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, well, because I've tested that before. Um, I had my uh, one of my buddies, one of my dive buddies, sit up on the surface with my iPhone, and I linked it up, and then I dove down, and I can get like five or six feet down before we cut out.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I was, I was yep. joking.
1: <laughs> Things you learn when you're a scuba diver. Um, but doing, Rob I mean, almost bought the wrong car. I'm, I'm, I'm doing diving this weekend, actually. I hope. That's good. If I have enough time, but um halty Halty is saying lots of things. Oh, he's so, no, but it, it. means the dismo, Lots of laughing. Add a joke, you won the internet mark. Oh, add it, add it, add it, a, a D joke, you won the internet mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, so um, super cool. They did raise the prices by a hundred dollars on the two models. Totally. So it so Well, so they used to have a silver for 300 and a black for 400 Now it's silver for 400 and a black for 500 But if you get the silver one, it doesn't have 4K filming, but it does have an LCD built into the back now. So you can finally use it like a normal camera without having to hook it up to a cell phone or whatever to use that as a viewfinder. You don't have to pay the extra 80 or $90 to buy the LCD back. So that's super handy that they've built all that in now. And again, it's still the same size, but they put all that crap in it. Like Like, how... There's no room for stuff inside of this thing, and they've put stuff inside of it. But didn't you say the the black one, though, unlike the silver one comes with the LCD, but the black does not. Right, but but yeah. the black one does the 4K. Okay. But but just look at this. So this is the battery, right? That's half of my camera here is the battery. That is crazy. And then somehow they're like, yeah, we've got one that does 4K video now. It has an LCD built, built in the back of it.
0: What if they found a way to shrink that battery down to be able to fit everything else in?
1: No, no. No, that's a terrible idea. Because the uh, GoPro battery is pretty terrible to start with. Um, You're looking at an hour and... No, No. this one right here, an hour and 15 minutes is about all you've got on a full charge. And it's fried. Okay? So no shrinking of the battery GoPro ever. If you want to sell me a slightly bigger Hero 4 with twice the battery life, I would take that over the same size Hero 4 with the same battery life. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my only complaint about the GoPros is battery life is terrible. Yeah, I think it's time
0: for uh, Justin to start saving $500. It's about time I upgrade from my cell phone camera that supposedly shoots in HD, but when you have a scratched up camera lens, you can't do much with (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it shoots the scratches very clearly, though. Oh,
1: yes, um, there is a very high possibility, topspeed.com viewers, that um, I will have a four soon because um, I am a broken human being that can't, ta- that can't stay away from shiny gadgets. So well, um, expect, I, I, I expect I would, to I would, soon. I would like to buy your uh, old one. No, I'm keeping them all. Nice no, second life. The more GoPros you have, the more camera angles you can get on one run, which means less time you have to spend filming. See,
0: here here it's the more GoPro cameras I have, the more cameras my wife can say, Are you gonna sell that one yet?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well if you so if you find a GoPro Justin uh, and you want to sell it for half price of what I could buy in the store.
0: <laughs> that's one thing I haven't been able to find a good deal on. The last good deal is at three hundred and forty one I found on eBay.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean yeah, it's that I
0: missed out on.
1: These things are like Apple products. They don't go on sale because they're good and everybody wants them. So all right, so that's that. We're gonna go ahead. and We're gonna move on. Um, let's go back to Mark. Mark got to drive the brand new all-aluminum Ford f 50 Yes, I did, and it was really sweet. Um, you should you should talk and hold your brochure back up again so you're big on the screen.
2: This is me talking so that my brochure is big on the screen. You can see it
1: there. He is.
2: And by the way. That is the new F-150 logo. They changed it, so it's nice. all interesting and different.
1: Hey, they got rid of the dash. Yeah.
2: Um, in the logo, but it's still in all the material, yeah. Well, so I think like, that's because it,
1: that's their trademark is actually with the dash.
2: Yeah, it's F1, F-50. So Okay, so when I got there, they had 2014 F-150s for us to drive about you know 30 or 40 miles to kind of get a feel of the old product, and I'm glad they did that. Um, because I haven't been in one of the, the newer model F-150s in quite a while. And I have to say, you know, I was impressed. I had the 5-liter. It was nice. It had a lot of pickup. It sounded really good. Um, most of my Coyote V8 is so awesome. Oh, beautiful engine. And it would turn the tires, both of them, without even, like, sneezing on the throttle. The back end just, just lit up. Um, so it was really, really fun. Uh, my most, my biggest complaint about that truck, though, was the uh, the seating position. Like, I had manual seats because I had an XLT, but it was kind of a base model, and I was really low in the cab, and the the uh, the pillar or the uh, the belt line was really high, and I felt like I just couldn't get comfortable. And um, you know, I mean, the rest of the truck was okay. It had tons of room. It was really uh, it was fun to drive, uh, but it did drive a little big. So the next day. Um, we had a chance to drive the new ones. And uh, I have to say, they have done some vast, vast improvements. Um, it drives so much smaller. Like, even though it is technically about an inch wider, it drives so much smaller. Like You feel like it's not maybe a quarter of the size. Um, the belt lines have shrunk. The seating position has raised. All new electric steering... And, of course, that all-new uh, three or 2.7-liter EcoBoost, which is – I was so surprised at that, right? So, like, you think a 2.7-liter – like, I can get a Camry with a 3.5-liter V6. And that's – you know, like, there's tons of jokes to be made about that. But really, the 3.7 was really surprising. It uh, I was able to tow, like, 7,000 pounds with it. And um, it did not feel slow or sluggish at all, even with four-wheel drive crew cab models. The zero to 60 times were really respectable. And uh, it's only a $400 option on the base truck. Really? Only 400 bucks? Oh, it's only like a $400 option. So, yeah. I do they even make it an option? I, I don't even know why they have the base 3.6. I really don't. Actually, um, I
1: know I know why they do because there are a lot of people out there. I ain't going to have that damn Turbo Witchcraft in my <laughs> Well, then that, if those people who have that accent will be buying the Coyote V8. Well, okay. Well, there's just older people then who don't necessarily have that accent who still feel the same way. They yeah. would they would prefer a standard to the Turbo. Yeah, so,
2: okay, listen to this. 325 horsepower, 375 pounds-feet of torque out of a 2.7-liter six-cylinder. Uh, six <laughs>
1: 2.7
2: or 3.7? Tow- 2.7. 2.7. 2. 7. Yeah, new engine, 2.7. Because you said 3.7 a minute ago. Yeah, sorry. 2.7. Uh, 2,200 pounds payload, 8,500 pounds towing. I, like, I'm just blown away by that. 2,200 uh, in the bed is impressive. That's, that's yeah, really really, <laughs> really
0: impressive. I mean, like
2: this is a one-ton truck in all intents and purposes, because you know, it can tow or haul a ton in the bed. And, uh, I mean, it was really fantastic. Um, We did get to drag race the truck some, too. And uh, I have to say, I was so impressed with the 3.5-liter EcoBoost, the the one that's been around for a while. Holy crap. Not even kidding. If you put it in four-wheel drive high with the track control off, that thing will launch, like, seriously. Like, it'll throw you back in the seat. It's so surprising for a V6. Twin turbo, you know, of course, like that. 365 horsepower, 420 pound, uh, pound-feet of torque out of that engine. And, uh, you know, so good stuff with that.
0: Of course. I thought it was really, it was really cool that uh, that Ford gave you a crack at the old one first. I think that's actually a really good idea because so many people yeah. don't do that with these press drives. They're like, hey, here's the new one, but don't look at the old one.
2: Yeah. So I had all intentions to go to a dealership before I went on this trip, but every day – after work, it was like torrential downpour raining, and I'm like, they're not going to let me drive a truck in the rain like this, and I'm not even going to go out there and waste my time or their time. So I just didn't do it, and I figured, well, I'll drive one later. But no, they had one there. It was it was really um, – I really appreciated having the old product to, to test before. Um, and interior ergonomics, they're fantastic. Um, this truck has a lot of interior tech – uh, a lot of features like you know blind spots, uh, all the you know electronic safety wizardry that a lot of people don't like, but a lot
1: of people do like. Um, and you know, that Eddie is... means is the stuff that Mo hates, and everybody else seems to enjoy. Yes, like the thing <laughs> that's on, on your your head? head. Oh, yeah. and it's a uh, it's a sticker that came attached to this cool thing I just got. Why are you interrupting me?
2: Stop! Oh, I what it was <laughs> stop it. <laughs> No, it uh yeah, it was it was really awesome. So I enjoyed my time there and I learned a lot and you'll see it all in the review that uh that I post later.
1: It's probably
2: late next week I'd say. No, early. Early next week. Oh, okay. Because late next week is crazy
1: for me as well. Oh uh, yeah. Alright then. Uh so yes, F one fifty news coming soon. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mark driving the big F one and fifty. Um. Duh, duh, duh. let's go ahead and let's talk Paris. So Paris is going on right now Paris. Um, and there is a lot of fun stuff happening at the Paris Motor Show um, and we're going to start with what most people are seeing as kind of the biggest news there, um, the Audi TT Sportback. And <laughs> just everyone's you face. Went out, you you went best. out of order. <laughs> I did well, and that's 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 not the biggest news at all. Uh, yeah, I was so say. Like, uh, I Lamborghini, gonna... Lamborghini is now selling a Porsche 918. They're calling it the Asterion.
0: Well, they're not selling it. It's, it's a, a technological technological development concept or demonstrator concept.
1: It's a car I don't think they should make. <laughs> Um, So it is a car with a V10, and some batteries, and three electric motors, and just about 900 horsepower. Um, And it previews an entirely new design direction for Lamborghini, and it's very different from any machine they've ever made for a lot of reasons. And everything you
0: just said is every reason why I like it.
2: Yeah, I don't know why you don't like this car.
1: Why Why do you not want them to build it? I don't understand. Well, okay. They have said in the in the press release, this is not a supercar. This is not a performance car. This is a high speed cruiser. It's a big GT car. Why in the hell would I ever pay what is going to be close to a million dollars for a nine hundred horsepower Lamborghini that is not a sports car? Same reason anybody pay that much money
0: for a Porsche nine eighteen.
1: Or a LaFerrari. Except the 918 is a sports car, and the McLaren P1 is a sports car, and the LaFerrari is... Is a sports car. Those are made to go fast around a racetrack. This is made to go fast down the highway. They say it's their most luxurious car ever. It's the most comfortable car they've ever made. That's what it's designed to be. I don't want that in a 900 horsepower Lamborghini. Well, I, I, want I think that thing to shoot flames and like I think rockets. What, I think what you're
0: hearing from Lamborghini is a lot of lip service. They're just saying that it, it, it's still going to be a competent handler. I don't think it's going to handle any worse than a 918. I wouldn't be at all surprised if half the damn things in this are based off the 918.
1: No, 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 it is. Yeah. All of the things that make it work is 918.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if the if the chassis is almost there. I wouldn't be at all surprised if this is a 918 with a Lambo body slapped on top of it. With how quick did they put this thing together with nobody knowing about it, that also leads to maybe this is just a 918 with a Lamborghini body thrown on top of it. Because they literally threw this thing together like... That, nobody knew it was coming.
1: Nobody knew until, like, was it two weeks ago? Well, but nobody ever knows about their super ridiculous concepts. Like, like uh, Nobody knew the Veneno was coming. Nobody knew the um, whatever the other one that they made that was, like, the Veneno but super crazy. All, all these little, like, one-off ones, nobody ever sees those coming. Yeah. From Lambo. But anyway, I, I think this is awesome.
0: I, I think it's a great direction for Lamborghini. I think it's going to give them the opportunity to show off what, what they can really do when they when they – put together all the all the technology that they don't have, like hybridization. I think it's a really great idea. I mean, it's showing off what they're capable of. Except Lamborghini... it's not
1: showing off what they're capable of. It's yes, showing it off is. what it's... Porsche is capable of.
0: Well, I'm sure that, like I said, this is a technology demonstrator. There's probably going to be plenty of Lamborghini stuff in here once, if once this makes it to production, if it ever does make it to production. That's still we don't know because it is still just a demonstrator. It could get completely off reviews, and Lamborghini says, F it, we're not going to do it. It was just a concept, sorry, guys, and walk away. That's why they they title these things this way, technical demonstrator concept, so they can walk away from it if it gets horrible reviews. Um, So will it make it in this form? Probably not because a vast majority of Lamborghini fans and Lamborghini faithful are going to beat the living crap
1: out of it. Right. Uh, even me, even you know, e- you know, well but even it's, even it's even like, chimed in <laughs> he says it's ugly and it's not exciting or outrageous enough to have a, a Lambo badge
0: no it's not and I said that and in, in a piece I wrote was you know it it's everything Lamborghini is not when I walk up to a Lamborghini I expect that thing to be aggressive I expect it to be scary when I walk up to it that doesn't scare me when I walk well, up you, to it that you know I have
2: to say me. I I don't think I've ever heard a bad uh, Lamborghini V10 rev and could you imagine that craziness in a GT car. I like the idea of a GT car and I think this would be fantastic. Sure, it's not a, you know, an Aventador or a or Huracan or you know, but I think this would be a great expansion to their lineup. Praise God it's not an SUV, but it is yes. a GT car. You know, like this is an acceptable form that Lamborghini can go without but... killing its name and you could take it places you're not going to bottom out. It m- Does it have all-wheel drive?
1: Yes. You know, like... Well, but, but that's, but that's, that's should... the thing, though. I would I would rather see Lambo do an SUV. Because, again, that's ridiculous. I don't ever want to see Lamborghini build a reasonable car. Well, that's, just like you didn't want Porsche
2: to build a reasonable car. Now we have the Panamera.
0: And you know what? That yes. Panamera supports, or no, I'm sorry, the Cay- the the, uh, the Cayman. That's what I was shooting for. Supports a lot of the good crazy stuff that Porsche can build. Right,
1: to do. it does. That that provides the amount of money to build crazy 911s. But this is going to be the most expensive model. That would that would be like if Porsche, when they were going to come out with the Panamera, they actually came out with a Panamera with the 918 drivetrain in it, and they charged a million dollars for it, and that was going to be their new volume car like n- no because that's not how that works i guess it just blows my mind that you have a company that owns audi that owns porsche and that owns lamborghini and porsche has the super sports car and lamborghini is making the luxury cruiser shit's backwards <laughs> i'll give you that one that 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 is yeah porsche that too. does make sense <laughs> right like like that's the thing this is all a volkswagen company thing why did they not do it the other way and then this brings me to another thing which isn't paris But it appears that Lamborghini has gotten the green light to make an R10 supercar with almost 1,000 horsepower. Audi's Uh, gotten. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Audi has gotten the thing to make an R10, a step above the R8 supercar with almost 1,000 horsepower, which says this is going to be the exact same car that's already the 918 that is already the Asterion with an Audi badge on it. Which then I go, why did we need this Lamborghini at all? when Audi can have the comfortable cruiser, and they can give the Lamborghini 1,200 horsepower and a V12 instead of a V10 and make it to where it doesn't have a top at all. It's a constant convertible, and there's, like, wings that pop out the side because, hell, why not? It's a Lamborghini. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, I like the idea of the
2: Audi version of this being the comfortable cruiser, but I have to say, like, I can't imagine this body design being on the Audi. I think the way it looks... And I like it. Looks better with that aggressive Lamborghini front. I don't see the Audi hooped grille fitting on this chassis.
1: See, I don't think that's an aggressive front nose. I think it looks like the old Urus SUV that they made a concept of. It just sort of. I think it looks yeah, like a. I kind
0: a, of saw that. Too. I
2: think it looks like a. Uh, a hurricane that had one
1: too many Big Macs. No, no, no! It looks like a hurricane <laughs> that someone kicked in the nose and bumped the front end up like nine inches. Because all Lamborghinis, like, they have that wedge; they come down to a point. This one, like, comes to a point there and then, like, slopes back down to the ground. It's weird, and the proportions are just off. And I don't like the back end. And it's. I just, love those taillights. Look at that. Look at those. Yeah, that. the
0: taillights are awesome. I think it's a great interpretation v- of the uh, taillight,
1: light. Yeah. The actual lights themselves mm-hmm. look good. The housing they're in, the actual back end they're mounted in, with that whole shape, I don't like. Well, but the, actual, the actual light assembly is beautiful. I will give you that. That's a nice shape. But the rest of the car it's just not, not Lamborghini enough. Especially right after we just got the hurricane. But like, look at this super crazy ridiculous thing that we built that goes obnoxiously fast and looks like a million dollar fighter jet. By the way, here's our comfortable luxury hybrid. Well, here, here's where I'll leave it. I'm
0: glad that a uh, 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 Lamborghini did, did not do what so many other car manufacturers do. Say, here comes something big. It's a special edition of something we already have. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, maybe that's, that's why I like this so much. That that might be the reason I liked it so much because I was expecting the worst. I was expecting kicking the balls.
1: <laughs> I know. And I, and I and I again, if you listen to last week's show, I totally called it. I'm like, it needs to be just like a topless hurricane. And they are like, what? We think this is really a big goal. And just right. that it's not Lambo enough for me. we are driven one of these things. Supermodel. That's what a Lambo is. It's just, it's not a hybrid luxury. Okay. Anyway, heading. Oh. Let's look right. on our list. For... Hello, Mark. I Justin. think we're losing. Yeah, you guys are. I'm here.
2: I'm here. Oh. But you're really choppy. Uh oh. We are experiencing yeah, lo- technical
1: difficulties. I'm here. I think we're better. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. And I are we just- better? Justin,
0: you... uh, that's a little better. Yeah, you brought it. I did what? I'm here. I'm here. I here said too, you yep. brought the technical difficulties. Oh, yeah, that's all my. Yeah,
1: fault. because I wasn't having trouble out of Mark. I was just having trouble out, out of had That's
0: all my fault.
1: Okay, are we good? Are we good? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, watching and listening. Sorry, I'm sorry, Holty. Um, the
0: screen's a little delayed, but at least the voice is there.
1: Okay, good, good. alright we're 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 catching back up. There was a slight hitch, but we're fixed. Probably. Just give it the me. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Just give it to me. It's, it's Lamborghini getting mad. That's right. They're cutting off. The, well, build a better car, Lambo. They Don't only just steal nerves. Porsche technology. Anyways, let's talk about the Nissan Pulsar Nismo. Yeah. So uh, Nissan has a little concept they came out with. Um, so it's their new little Pulsar hatchback thing. And because we all love hot hatches, Nissan's, and because Nissan is, is Nissan, they went... What would happen if we took that weird little pulsar thing and made it look awesome and made it go fast? And they it said,
0: "Kill a whole bunch of them."
1: I don't know. Let's build it.
2: <laughs> it so kind of looks like, like a like a Scion XA to me.
0: Huh? Are what? You You're insane.
1: It looks nothing like that in any way. This
0: thing looks like the sexiest hatchback I've seen.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think it's one of the best beautiful. I've seen in a long time. So um they've done the same things they've done to some of their other Nismo cars like the Juke Nismo and stuff like that. So it's got a cool aggressive body kit that makes it look like the bottom end is from a GTR. Lots of red bits. It's got this beautiful like matte silver metallic paint on it. Awesome huge massive wheels, and um Nissan or so we don't there's not like this is what we're gonna make this is just a concept. But uh talk is a uh 1.8 liter. Uh, turbocharged engine 250-ish horsepower um, so we're talking like Ford Focus ST levels of performance and uh, it does look better than the ST yes. these seats on the inside of this thing which which the Nismo cars like Nissan does really good on Nismo seats they're huge highly aggressive bolstered buckets with lots of suede and stuff on them these seats are black and red and they just look like a million dollars and I'm just there's nothing about this that sounds like a bad idea, no. nothing
0: no, and i I'm, you guys know I'm a pretty huge Pulsar guy because I had the old school Pulsar from the U.S. So I, just the name alone makes me go, oh, I, I want to see it. I want to have it. And this, I mean, they uh, I, I hope they can find some way, maybe bring it over here, but yeah. very unlikely. But, oh, it's so nice, and it would be nice to finally see something performance that doesn't have a GTR label from Nissan.
1: Um, and they did my favorite hot hatch thing, which is is when they do the dual center-mounted exhaust. Yes. Oh, I love that.
0: It looks like they have a little red inside the exhaust tip from what I'm seeing. Yeah, it looks it, like a red
1: glow. It does almost look like that, like like they've painted the inside. Oh, yeah. So if you zoom in on the photo we have on the website, it looks like the metal exhaust has been anodized on the inside in red.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is just...
2: Oh, it's so good. <laughs>
1: Which will uh,
2: very quickly get covered up with the carbon. But it looks great for about
1: 5,000 miles. Well, and you know what? All you have to do is run your finger in there. When the car's cool, clean it out. Yeah, don't do it while the thing's hot. Don't do it. <laughs> if you uh, do it while it's hot, you deserve what you have coming.
0: You know, I have done that once. I'm not going to comment on how I did it, but I did do that once. Once.
1: Uh, <laughs> so Pulsar, Pulsar Nismo, a small Nissan oh, hatch, hatchback with 250 to 300 horsepower that looks like a million dollars. Awesome. Build it and bring it to me, Nissan, please. All right. Uh, next cool, crazy thing. Um, Volkswagen showed up. So you guys know their little XL1 super hybrid, does a million miles to the gallon. They yeah. showed up with another one of those called the XL Sport, and everyone went, ha, 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 Sport what?" And then they went, by the way, it's got a Ducati motor. And uh, everyone shut up. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the XL Sport, it is the Volkswagen XL thing with um, kind of a body kit thing on it. And uh, the 1.2 liter, so 1,200 cc V-twin engine from the Ducati 1199 Panengale. Um So it's 190 horsepower engine, which is not a lot, but Volkswagen says this thing will do 160 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, this thing weighs next to nothing from what I remember. Yeah, it's like oh, 1,200 pounds or something. Mean, something
1: ridiculously
0: low. I like, I really like what they do with the body, okay? They took the XL, which when I first saw that XL1 body, I'm like, man, they got so much potential, but they, they really just made it look so hybridy. The, The, the wheel skirts and the the, the aero was just not right. They took this, and they, they have the big air lets on the back end the wheel uh, uh, the little covers over the wheels are gone so really they put a big a spoiler whole, on it yeah big spoiler it looks a whole hell of a lot sportier than than the XL one did and shows off the potential of that body
1: right it'll do uh, the zero to sixty run they're saying is like right under six seconds um, and then yeah it'll do one hundred and sixty miles an hour I just and of course it's got those super awesome gold wing door things that open yes. up
2: yeah it totally looks like a um, the future uh, DeLorean yeah. It looks like something out of uh, Bruce Willis's uh, Fifth Element.
0: Yes, almost. Exactly.
1: Except it doesn't fly, which is a great movie, though. By the way, I yes, love. Very yes, very good
0: movie. Yes.
1: Lilo Dallas multipass. If you like The Fifth Element, there's a company called Prop Shop, or Prop Store in the UK that's having a huge auction right now, and a bunch of movie props from that thing are on sale. The weird alien guys. There's a whole alien costume with his gun for sale right
0: now. <laughs> awesome.
1: Something like twelve or $13,000. Because you would know that. Because I, I would. Shut up, homie. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'm let's just, talk. I'm just
0: picturing this thing coming flying past you at like 90 miles an hour like a motorcycle <laughs> engine.
1: Well, a Ducati engine. So I doubt <laughs> it will use the same dry clutch system because they'll put real transmission and stuff like that yeah. in it. But it'd be great if it made that same clackety noise that a Ducati makes with that dry clutch noise because nothing else in the world sounds like that. And you're like, I think I hear a Ducati, and this little blue thing goes, whoosh! (laughs) What happened? All right, uh, so more. We're going to try and move quickly through the next two little bits of of news. Um, Audi TT Sportback is a ridiculous four-door coupe thing that makes me angry and I don't want Audi to build it? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with their idea of that. When they said,
2: like, oh, we're going to build more versions of the TT, it's going to be an SUV, it's going to be a wagon, it's going to be a sport coupe thing, I'm like,
1: huh? But I mean, it it makes sense. Why can't it just be a TT and then
2: a faster TT
1: and then an even faster TT? Yeah, yeah, I like
0: I like, the, I like the TT so much, and this just completely ruins all the fun. Four doors does not work on a TT. A sport yeah. pack does not work on a TT. And that the the muffler, the 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 insert for the muffler, looks like it belongs on like a like a Ford. It looks
1: it just but looks. I awesome. just when when someone's like, we want to make more models of a car, I say, don't look at Mini because they do it wrong. Yeah. Look at Porsche. There are like fourteen different models of the 911. And faster. they're all just slightly faster versions or topless versions. Yeah. Like, like, that's, that's all you need. Make this car, and then make a faster one and a faster one and a faster one, and then make that car topless, and make the faster versions of that topless. And there you've got eight models. Yeah. Done! Yeah, people will buy them. Yes, they will. And this is just – no. No,
0: we don't uh, need four doors on a TT.
1: All right. Well, last piece of news from Paris we're going to cover on this show is the Infiniti Q80. Um, it is a big Infiniti. It's supposed to be a big luxury sedan. Um, the idea is it's going to be a competitor for like seven class or for seven class, the seven series or the S class, that sort of range of large luxury car from Infiniti. Uh, we just have the concept. Um, does look pretty good. Uh, apparently, it will be make it to production very soon. Part of an initial massive onslaught of new cars coming from the company, and uh, I think it previews a lot of good things to come.
0: Yeah, I think the drivetrain, uh, our, our article has an error in it, but I think our, I think the drivetrain is supposed to preview uh, an upcoming hybrid drivetrain. It's like 550 horsepower, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, and, and on on that topic, uh, just so everybody knows, we're having some uh, glitches on the site. So if you see a whole bunch of funky articles that uh, that aren't updated from Paris, yeah, that's a site issue, by the way. <laughs> that's
2: good, enough. We're yeah. working on it.
0: Yeah, it's a work in progress, but uh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> is the, is the, the Russian dating ad uh, glitched, too, or is that?
1: <laughs> Anastasia date sent me to Gumball. You shut your face. <laughs> this is an Anastasia date. All right. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and move on. Questions and answers. So, um, Halty. Who's join us in, in the live chat. Uh, asked last week, awesome podcast as usual. Paris Motor Show is close. What are your thoughts on this matter? What is the car concept you're most excited about? Well, we spent the whole time talking about Paris, so I think that probably got covered. Answer uh, question.
2: <laughs> yes. Yep. Question answered, I should say.
1: All right. Uh, Matt Lake wanted to ask, Motor Train just did the best driver's car comparison. From all the cars they picked, what would be your winner? For him, it is the 4C. Uh, the list of cars they had this year... Alfa Romeo 4C, BMW i8, BMW M4, Camaro Z28, Ford Fiesta ST, Jag F-Type R, Coupe, Nissan GTR Nismo, Porsche 911 Turbo S, Subaru STI, and the Volkswagen GTI. <sighs> um, they picked the Camaro Z28 to be their winner. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm torn on this one. I have, like, three cars I can go with. Some of them I immediately dismiss, but the 4C, the M4, the Z28, and the F-Type R, ugh. Oh. Those ones, I I, I can't – it's so hard to decide, but I'm going to have to go with the Z28 just because it's – I don't think it's going to be around much longer, and it just needs to win. It's awesome. VA Grumble, the, the, yeah. the track package on the suspension, everything is just – it's a perfect American muscle car, just perfect. A big, heavy, powerful thing that can actually handle on the track.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I will say, if you guys didn't read the piece or whatever, uh, the way they decided that is they did some track testing, but really it was how good does it feel to drive, not necessarily the fastest. So um, they the Porsche 9, 911 Turbo has won the last two years, but this time they thought the Camaro was better on the street than the Porsche was, and it was also really good on the track, so that's why they picked it. So that was that was their thought process behind it, if you're wondering why they picked well,
0: it. Well, that's kind of... That's kind of... Weird to hear that Z28 was better on the street than a 911. Because I always figured, I haven't driven one of course. I've always figured the Z28 would just be a bear to drive on the street.
1: Yeah. Well, that was that was what they said. Like they have like a, it's like a 35 minute video of the whole thing of driving all these no, cars. It's an hour. Oh, is it an hour? I have yet to watch it. Because I want to watch the whole thing. Set of I yeah. haven't been able to set. Uh, aside an entire hour to watch the video. It's worth watching they because they're motor trend and they have the power, they shut down an entire section of highway in California to do their private road road <laughs> testing so they can bomb down this highway as fast as possible and there's a hump in one of the roads and there's all these great shots of they go in this dip and they come up up like all four wheels off or at least the back end across this bump and they're driving like what it must be nice to have the power to do that.
0: Right? Hey, uh, hey, California Highway Patrol. Um, we're gonna shut down this stretch of highway. Okay, is that cool with you? Thanks.
1: Well, yeah, and the Highway Patrol shows shows up to shut it down for them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, Mark, your choice would be. You know,
2: I I like the Z twenty eight. Um, I've read so much about that compared to the ZL one because um I know people who have the ZL one. you know. I, I think I would pick the z one over the Z twenty eight for a lot of reasons, but. I would have to say I think the 4C would be just an amazing little car that is so fun and tossable because it weighs nothing and, you know, it's got decent power. I think the 4C would be a really fun driver's car. And I think that because it's so natural, like, you know, natural steering, natural brakes, it doesn't – it it would have to be a very personal relationship with that car. You know, like you feel everything. I imagine that would be a really good driver's car.
1: Okay. Uh, They didn't pick it because they said it was too twitchy. Well, yeah, but, yeah, you know. Man. Well, but you, you you get to that point where if a car is too twitchy, you don't feel safe doing quick things in it. Um, so my thought is, and, and I, I hate it because there's so many cars I've not driven or been in. I've not driven or been in a 4C, an I8, the F-Type R, the Z28, um, or technically I've not been in the, the GTR Nisma, but I've been in GTRs. Um, I have been in and or driven the M4, the Fiesta ST, the GTR, a 911, a Super STI, and a GTI. Um, and all those are fantastic cars. Um, and I just – I have a really hard time believing that the Z28 is that much better than a 911 Turbo S. I, I have a really hard time believing that. And it might just be my German fandom in me because everything that's German – like, I, I've never driven a bad German car. Um, I would I would pick the 911 Turbo S. Yeah, and I, I mean my my thing I, is like, I do want to you know, say no. not, I think the bad Germans are out there. They probably are. I've just not driven them.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is like you look at the 911, and like that is a proper luxury car too, because I mean it's got great interior. It feels like, awesome. It's it's put together well. The, the, the Z28 is a base model Camaro with a lot of go fast bits. and you get the base interior. Like, you have to pay money for a stereo and air conditioning.
0: Yeah, you don't even get the base interior. You get less than the base interior. Yeah, no (laughs) air conditioning,
2: no radio. Yeah, I I went to go look at a Z28 at the dealership, and it is nuts. Like, there is no padding or carpet in the trunk. It is metal.
1: It is the body. And you can see everything. Although, I do have to say, if I was going to pick a 911, I wouldn't get the Turbo S. I would get a Carrera S or a Carrera 4S. I would get the today. Targa. I think the Targas are amazing. They're beautiful. No, see, I don't. I don't like the roof panel. If I think it's cool. If I don't want a roof, I'm just gonna get the convertible. Targa. Best no. of both worlds. No. You're wrong. I disagree. I, disagree. Anyway. I can't be wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I can't be wrong. I, I hold the power of the podcast. I cannot be wrong.
0: Okay, girls, let's stop.
1: All right, more questions. Witty Derek. <laughs> Considering the constant safety emissions regulations changes, what brands do you think will leave the U.S. in the next five to ten years? Lotus seems to be in trouble already, and what new brands are you hoping to see enter the U.S. market? Um, I I guess I can go first. And as sad as it seems... Um, I really worry that Aston Martin won't be an American brand soon. Yeah. You know, um, they're already having some issues. Um, They're already having to do stop sales on some of their cars. and Now, granted, if Mercedes buys them like the rumor is, and they have this massive influx of cash that they can adjust everything and make new models, then that might change. But currently, right now, with the the company as it stands, I worry that it will be gone in 10 years.
0: Yeah, that's that's about the same route I was going I was gonna say Aston Martin but Lotus just to go separate from you Lotus is pretty much a foot in the coffin uh, they say the car is gonna be back in 2016 but what they say and what they do can be two different things because number one they don't have a huge company behind them. they have proton well protons not necessarily a massive conglomerate of automotive success it's a company that owns one brand that doesn't sell well in Asia, and that's it. You know, that's all they have back in them. So Lotus, I think, is, is the one that we're going to see go next, but I don't think Aston Martin's far behind them without the help of Mercedes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I have, to, I have to concur with both of those. I think, I mean, Lotus is, they don't have one foot in the coffin. They've got a straw sticking out of the coffin where they're breathing, like, they're <laughs> and it's like, okay, i dead now. And it's like, that's it, Lotus is so dead. Um, same thing with Aston Martin. It's like, I just feel like Aston Martin is so—it's almost like they're so dated. Um, I I just don't know how they're gonna live. Um, I don't know. There's there's so many things that I wish manufacturers already in the U.S. would bring that aren't in the U.S. So like, you know, being a truck guy, like the Volkswagen R Mark, I think that would be a beautiful truck to have in the U.S. and it would compete very nicely with a Colorado Canyon. Uh, and I know that you guys have a ton of Volkswagen products that you'd love to come over, namely hot hatch, hot hatches. Oh, like so, I, mean, I
1: want a Sharaco so
2: bad! Yeah, please. I mean, like you know, and a lot of it has to deal with yeah, sure, sales and stuff, but like meeting emissions and meeting crash, crash safety ratings and stuff like that. So I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh,
1: as for brands, I want to see come there. There aren't really any brands I'd love to see. I mean. It would be kind of cool to see one of Volkswagen's other companies, like like Seat or something, come over like, like Skoda, yeah. just because they're weird. Like when I was in Europe uh, a couple years years ago, I spent a week with with a Skoda Yeti, or sorry, not a Yeti, a, a Skoda Roomster, which is like the small version of the Yeti. Weird, funky, totally European hatchback thing with this like little 1.4 liter turbo diesel, and it was just the most interesting and fun and sort of cool thing to just flog around and like. I, I love that there are all those sort of obscure and interesting cars that just will never sell here. Yeah. Because of what they are, and and I I, I like the quirkiness about it, and I wish that those would come. But there is no brand, I think. Should yeah. Show up.
2: You know, Ford yeah. has a brand, and I think it's in like Latin or South America, um, and I can't remember the name. It starts with a T, but they they're making uh, like this uh, Bronco-like thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that it called? Uh, it's like the. Terra or It's a weird
0: some... funky name. I just I just saw the article not even a, not even a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I wish they would bring that cuz that thing looks awesome. But they never will ever. Nope. Cuz it... no, just no. Oh, a troller. The troller t Troller, form. that's what it is.
1: Yeah, it's and a, that's and awesome. that's why they make it Mark because they're trolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. I
2: I was uh uh, I was riding in the car uh, with uh, uh, the chief engineer for the Ford F-150 and uh, I started bugging him about the uh, the Bronco and I was like, yeah, so you know when Struck Trend did that whole April Fool's joke about the Bronco coming out, I got so excited until I saw the interior and I'm like, that's a Super Duty, that's not real, it's April Fool's. And he's like, haha ha, yeah. Um, yeah, they really got a lot of people, but um, I don't think we'll ever build it. And I'm like, well, you should.
0: <laughs> like, Mark said so.
1: But yeah. it'll never sell. Yeah, they need to build it. A giant two-door SUV like that will never sell. There will be a handful of Rednecks and Mark. Yes. To go at the dealer, and that's it. They'll sell like I, nine of them. I will.
2: You know, and like, if GM did the same thing with a Blazer, I like, that would be the best day of my entire life. Like, what do I buy? The Blazer or the Bronco, you know? So...
1: Buy them both
0: there you go yeah
2: if I had to pick a brand to come
0: back there's two options on my list either Renault or Holden and I know Holden's pretty much dead anyways but yeah, um, dead. I'd love to see Holden come over here just for its last year just say oh, okay what the hell bring it over get the Commodore we already,
1: Formador, we all we already that have, Well but we already have the good Holden. Be the done. SS, yeah, the Chevy SS. I, have, uh,
0: I want the whole. I want. I want the Ute. Bring the Ute.
1: Okay. Yeah, the Ute would, would be really the cool. The Ute would be cool. I, 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 would like to have the Maloo. Okay. I mean, like that would that would ma- be all right. <laughs> like imagine this, all
2: right? I've got a sedan. Now I'm gonna stick a Corvette engine in it. Now I'm gonna put a truck bed on it. Like that's ridiculously <laughs> that's the best car ever. That's what that
1: car is. It's a Corvette-powered truck car. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's just a it's a modern-day El Camino. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And it is pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, we're going to do this one. We're going to hit really quick. darren 7 guys? do you guys have any info on if Mazda will do another Mazda Speed 6? It's a shame they stopped with all-wheel drive and 260 horsepower. The all-wheel drive, or the old one, was fun. A friend of mine has one, and it's pretty impressive, even by today's standards. 260 horsepower isn't all that much. Um yeah, the answer is no. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have any info, and no, they're not bringing it back. <laughs> it's just, the answer is just no. That car will not come back. Um,
0: the Mazda 6 has changed so much.
1: Mazda does Mazda even have an fit. all-wheel drive drivetrain any, anymore? Like, I don't even think the CX-9 has an all-wheel drive option.
0: Yeah, they have one for the, the they can CX-5. They have one for
1: the CX-9, I think. Yeah, they CX-9. have one for
0: the CX-5, too.
1: Oh, okay. So, well, if they have one for the CX-5, they could technically move that to a Mazda 6 chassis, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, the Mazda 6
0: has changed too much. They go for a different demographic with it. It's grown up there. They don't need a Mazda Speed version of it, I don't
1: think. And I don't think they ever needed the Mazda Speed version of the 6 to begin with. If, you are, if you are a Mazda fan and you want a fun, quick car, go find a Mazda 6 wagon with the 6-speed manual. It had a V6. That car is actually quicker than the CX-7 and the old Mazda Speed 6. Um, and it has more room than both of those as well. So that's what you should get if you're interested in something cool and fun that's Mazda. Uh, all right. Albert Fox says, what? And this is my favorite question of oh, the week, Albert Fox. I know what you're going to say. What new safety tech do you find most helpful and annoying? I, for one, am very pleased with the blind spot monitoring system. My car has some small LEDs in the mirror, not too big to become distracting or annoying, but I know some cars have beeps and crazy flashing lights that can be very annoying. Christian um,
0: likes the button that turns them all off.
1: <laughs> I, Christian, I, Christian wants a car from the nineteen fifties with nothing. <laughs> it doesn't have to be nineteen fifties. I've got a Porsche from nineteen eighty four that works just fine. He's like, I want to double clutch my three on the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I did double clutch my three on the tree when I owned the F one when when I owned that F one hundred, homie. Oh. I know, I know. Because <laughs> you kind of had to double clutch it to go in the second from third. <laughs> but so I find most of them annoying. Um, I will say they're all... Well, not all. A large chunk of them can be helpful. Um, There are some of these big crossovers and things that I get where as annoying as the blind spot monitoring system is at night, it is nice in the day to not have to, like, turn and crane my head to try and see if there's a car back there because the blind spots are so huge in these machines. But um, my top two most obnoxious and hated safety features... Lane departure warning and adaptive oh. cruise control. And what was the second one? Adaptive cruise. Oh, yeah. All
0: right. So, I love,
1: go ahead. I love
0: me some rear view monitors. I love it because I don't like moving around to look behind me. It's easier to just looking at the screen and. And lay the part, our um, um, blind spot monitoring. That's my
1: I it do like the sick. around view monitor, the top down. Yeah. That's pretty Add sweet.
2: That.
0: Oh. That by be, the
1: way,
2: you know, the F 150 has that now. Yeah. yeah. Nice.
0: Um, and I also like the, uh, the blind spot monitor. is a lifesaver in the, uh, in the Odyssey because it's so yeah. big and long. You can't see what's really in your blind spot. Yeah. The ones I hate the most, I'm going to have to mimic Christian on this one. I hate, hate, hate with a passion. That's why I growled when you said it. I hate lane departure. It's the first thing I turn off when I get a new fresh car Because if you, you come
1: even close to the line, beep, 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 beep. Well, it's but – and here so in Tennessee – a lot of these back roads I, I live on are so narrow, it's like either I have to straddle the line or, like, because you just barely fit in your lane. And a lot of the roads where I live are that thing where if another car's coming, you slow down and you both sort of get just barely off the edge of the road. Yeah. And so the thing's just going off constantly while you drive. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, no, off, off, off. Ugh. And yeah. I, I hate the adaptive cruise control because they always seem to kick in from such a big distance. Yeah. Like I, I I hate when there's somebody who's in the fast lane going obnoxiously slow and they don't move. So you go over to go around them and your car starts to speed up, but then it sees a car like nine hundred feet ahead of you, so it's like, no, we're gonna start slowing you down there. Like no, I have room, I have eyes, I can do this, just let me pass this other guy, and I can't pass them with the cruise control system on because the cruise control slows me down. And it's just it just really annoying but again I also do lots of incredibly long long distance drives and in those situations the adaptive cruise control seems to hurt me more than it helps me yeah
2: I, I would have to uh, go with the lane departure as well I uh, had the Nissan Altima a couple weeks ago and uh, when it showed up at my house it was off and I started playing with all the settings and I was like oh low, lane departure let me turn that on and try that out uh, it lasted all of about 30 seconds because it was like Beep 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 beep. beep, beep. Yes. Nope, nope, nope.
0: Back off. <laughs> What's worse is if you have a have a passenger who's a who's a, a passenger side driver They're like, oh you're off the lane every yes, time Shut down. up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have someone who does that to me and it makes me insane. I'm not gonna mention <clears throat> her name.
1: <laughs> well you've only lived with one person. <laughs>
0: Shh. <laughs> she's she just got her driver's license set so out she's like the queen driver so uh,
1: but but yeah it's, it's just like ugh man seriously like no stop beeping at me yes. and then uh when I was in the Buick that had lane departure but it had the fancy vibrating seat that oh. scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like the vibrating seat. Um, if I, I, that if I had known it was there, if if I had known it was there, like like that's the thing is I didn't know it. I just got oh, in the yeah. car and I'm driving around and I made it, you know, a fairly good distance down the road with apparently out crossing over any of the lines. And I'm just driving and suddenly I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I had no idea it was in the car. Uh, and it just like frightened me because suddenly the whole car is vibrating. I'm like, what's going on? I'm Like, oh wait, the whole car's not vibrating. It's just my ass.
0: <laughs> the, the other obnoxious safety feature that I don't like, but I know it's there for a reason, is the lockout on navigation. Where when the navigation locks yes. out when you're driving, why can't they put a passenger mode in it where the passenger can at least go, okay, it's the passenger. Here's the passcode. Okay, now Some I Some cars wait. will do that. Yeah, this the, the CX 5 I have right now, after you drive so far and you're cruising, it'll activate again. When you can actually start punching stuff in.
1: But, well, but like other there, car. Are, there are – I can't remember what it was, but there's been at least one that won't let me type in it. But then when my wife was sitting in the passenger seat and like it could sense a person there, yeah. it never turned, turned the lockout on. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes, which is how they should be. Yes,
0: if they sent a person yes. to passenger seat. I think they should at least have to enter something and agree that, yes, this is the passenger controlling to cover their asses. But, yes, that's what it needs to do. They, they need to have some right. way for the passenger well, to access it.
1: I have had cars like, like that, like when you're moving and you try to hit it, it pops up and says, do not use this while moving. And it gives you like a five-second countdown if you don't hit okay in that five seconds. And actually it says, okay, I or I, I agree, and I am a passenger or mm-hmm. cancel, and if you don't click anything within like five seconds, it shuts off again. Yeah. And so I guess the idea is is they know that that's about the amount of time if you reach down and touch it, where you glance back up, and the amount of time you keep your eyes on the road when you glance back to try and touch it again is about that five second mark, so that's why they set that timer. Yeah. So You're constantly trying to get it to work if you're the driver, but if you're the passenger, you just be like, yeah, okay, and go. Mm-hmm. I had so, that issue
0: with the Odyssey. It, it had by far the worst voice activation system ever, so I was, was kind like, of pulling off the side of the road to use the damn GPS.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, ju- I just pressed my little button on my phone, and I talked to it. Hey, Siri, what was the score of the Steelers game? <laughs> Maybe? Is she going to tell me? She doesn't want to tell me, apparently. looks like uh-huh. it saved Siri must in. be a Steeler fan. Apparently. what is What was the score, anyways?
0: It was the Steelers lost a
1: close one to the Buccaneers last Sunday. The final score was twenty-seven to twenty-four.
0: What's worse is the fact that I live in Tampa, so yeah, I'm getting it from all angles. Yeah. now. Oh,
1: anyway. but wait. You know what? I, I I wonder. What was the score of the Packers game? Wait. What was What was the score of the Packers game?
0: The Packers crushed the Vikings by a score
1: of forty-two to ten yesterday.
0: But you know, the Vikings had like then Chris Ponder back at quarterback. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. They beat the crap oh, out of the Bears too.
0: They had, they had that, and then Adrian Peterson beat his kid so he's not on the team anymore.
1: Oh, he's on the team. He gets suspended. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Anyways, okay, let's jump into Own Drive they
2: They're gonna beat the Gators.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna oh I don't care about college football. Yeah, yeah fact, you do. Really, no, really, if the Packers are not playing, I could not care less about any sports in the world really, except for Formula One. I don't care about soccer. I don't care about any college sports. I don't care about basketball. I don't care. I really don't care that much about most NFL football. I just like the Packers.
0: Hey, by the way, I'll be at the Steeler game in Jacksonville this week. So if anyone wants to see me, I'll be there.
1: Oh well, I'll wave by so to you as sobbing. you cross. <laughs> <Team laughs> <loses. I don't laughs> the team loses. We're gonna jump into own drive burn. Okay, here yeah, football show. So Own Drive Burn this week is from Mr. Gary Davis. Thank you, Gary, for jumping in and helping us out here. Yeah, appreciate Our the good line choices here. Our yes. F-Type R, AMG GT, and the new Z06. The Z06. No, we're not in Britain. Jeremy, Z. No, Jeremy Clarkson
2: would say. Yeah. Of course, Gary.
1: Thank you for the modern cars. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, this one's super kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I
2: uh... I can go first. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right, so the F-Type R, beautiful, beautiful car, and that's the one I'd probably drive every day. Uh, the Z06, fantastic car, and I'm going to have to drive it at least once because it is magnificently awesome. But I imagine the F-Type R would be a little bit easier to live with. The AMG GT, yeah, it's cool and all, but I just don't. I don't. I'm not really a, a Mercedes AMG kind of guy. I, I appreciate them very, very, very much, but I don't to match that one.
0: Yeah, mine's going kind of similar to yours. The AMG, I'd have to. I just have to burn it because it's a great car, but it, it it's kind of sort of an SLS downsize. I mean, it, yeah. mine it's a Goldwing doors. Um, between the F Type R and the z Six, that's kind of hard. But my basis is on reliability jaguar oh, notoriously true. has reliability issues still do to this day it's not solved and i wouldn't want to have to fix the f-type r when it finally breaks if i'm gonna to have to drive this car forever it's gonna break some point so i'm gonna to want to drive that once just because it is such an awesome car and i just want to i want to feel it one time um the z06 i drive that all day every day till the wheels fall off and mark what sick thing just ran through your head <laughs>
1: Are you thinking of a D joke? <laughs> Mark, are you going to give us the D? <laughs> just keep talking. Keep talking. I want to hide me. Um, see, here's here's my thing that's just making this difficult for me. Is The F-Type R is probably, without a doubt, the most beautiful car in production today. Yeah. It, just, it just is. The F-Type Coupe... Yeah. Is the prettiest thing that exists right now. It's probably the only car that's prettier than an Aston Martin, probably because it was designed by the same guy. But um, AMG GT, also incredibly good looking, also should be an incredible performer. It arguably, between the F Type and the AMG, could be the better sports car because the F Type is almost more of a muscle car sort of thing. And if AMG has done everything, or if Mercedes has done every, every, uh, everything to the AMG GT that they say they have, to make it tighter and tauter and more sporty, it it could be the better driver's car, and then you have the zero to sixty in three seconds. Holy crap! Oh my god! Z06. Um, two point nine five, by the
0: way. Yeah, two point nine five.
1: Yeah. Except it won't be, because um the car I'm gonna own and drive every day is the Z06 because it's the only one with three pedals. Ah, touche. And seven speeds on that on that manual. So, um, yeah, that is that is what I'm going to own every day, and I... Benz, burn the Benz. Yes,
0: burn it. It's not a Benz, it's a Mercedes-AMG. There's no Benz in there.
1: Whatever. Well, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm actually going to drive the AMG GC once. Ah, you suck at life. And I'm going to burn the F-Type R, but... The reason I'm going to burn the F-Type R is because at least while it's burning, I have all the time while it's on fire. Like, like I, I, I have that entire time that it's burning to the ground to sit there and stare at it and appreciate its beauty. When you're driving it and you only get to drive it once, like, like, that's your one time. And you spend most of your time inside of the car not getting a chance to look at it. So I think by burning it, I get more chance to look at it than I would if I was just to drive it once. So... Um. Okay
0: nice. so I missed your I missed your drive your your driving burn which one did you pick My son ran in had to I'm burning we him have to, out. I'm burning Oh out. you suck But 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 again the reasoning is <laughs> no, you know, he, no, he wants no, no, to watch no, it die no, slowly no, no, I'm not listening
2: He, want, no, he <laughs> wants He wants to know,
1: watch so, it die slowly He wants to in his dog and watch it suffer There is a sense to my madness So so when you drive it when you're inside the car you can't look at it and we just discussed how beautiful it is. So at least while it's burning, I have a chance to sit there and admire its pretty curves. Plus, fire is kind of cool to watch. So it's this combination of beauty that is fire and the beauty that is the F-Type together, and I get to actually look at the F-Type. Whereas if I'm driving it, I'm just inside of it listening to it, which does sound good. But, so... You can
0: stare at it out your window all day if
1: you like. But no, I couldn't because I'm going to keep the Z06 because three pedals for the win, mother cracker. <laughs> I refuse. If there is a choice with a manual, I'm going with the manual. Okay. Honestly, yeah. if, if this was F-Type AMG GT or Golf GTI with a manual, I would own the Golf GTI because three pedals.
0: Says the man with the Scion FRS shirt.
1: Yes, three pedals. Still not as good as the Miata with three pedals, but three pedals. Well, uh, I'm sure, you know,
2: there's a, there's a ton of stuff out there that has three pedals too. You know, you got the gas... You've got the brake, and then over on the side you got the e-brake. So, I mean, yeah, it's got three pedals. Oh, what about Most the dead of them pedal? don't, dead though.
1: Most of them don't have the foot brake. They've got stupid buttons in them now, yeah, which true. is a you know, Even the F-150 has an e-brake. You know what does not have a handbrake? 2014 Porsche 911. It has an electronic parking brake. So hooligans like you can't do e-brake lockups. J turn, But the Prius comes with a foot brake and that'll do a, a parking brake turn. I've I'm done it. Someone
0: do it. I, I want to see someone do it. That'd be hilarious if do it.
1: No, I did it. It's fantastic. Oh, that'd be awesome. I did it actually the day I went to drive the Lamborghini for the Gotham Dream Cars event. Uh, there was a guy there who was making fun of the Prius and how it's not a car you can have fun in. And then as I was leaving, they just hear a honking noise. And they look into the parking lot as they see a Prius go, (laughs) (laughs) It was the best day ever. Uh, I just see them all across the parking lot. (laughs) All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. It's been a very extremely long show, but we covered Paris, and we had a lot of questions and all that sort of stuff. It's been a two-hour show. No, it has not been two hours, but an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah so um, again thank you everyone who's tuned in to watch we appreciate it, we know it's a long show but we figured with everything cool going on at Paris you guys wouldn't mind so much uh, thank you again for the questions uh, questions are super awesome and we think that those are probably the best part of the show and we probably think you guys agree too so don't yeah. forget to leave us questions and a little more questions. we need all the questions we can I only have one more own drive burn waiting in the queue so throw us some own drive burns so we have those piled up for us to use um, also, last week I announced that I have this cool Lego car that I can give away. All you have to do is send me an email. <laughs> Who wants to guess how many emails I got? Big fat goose egg. Zero. Nobody sent me an email. So nobody won. So if you think it'd be something cool that you'd like to have, send me an email, and there's a good chance you'll probably win. Um, Christian at TopSpeed.com you can also send me any questions you have just about the podcast in general or you can also reach us podcast at TopSpeed.com uh, don't forget you can find us on the Twitters the Twitter for the podcast is at topspeed podcast. you can find me directly at Moford that is M-O-E-F-E-R-D Justin is the car junkie and Mark is at Mark McNabb but he prefers you to find him on the Yeah, that's not also, true anymore Mark. I'm going by Twitter Still, at Mark McDab. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for all your questions, comments, suggestions. We love hearing from you. As, as you guys can tell, we read all of them. So, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Next week show. Probably on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Next week is probably a Wednesday show. And I will not be here. You won't be here on Wednesday either? No, sir. I leave on Tuesday. Oh, so next week's probably going to be a Wednesday show because... Mark well, has gone to drive more trucks on Thursday.
2: Uh, no, I leave on Wednesday, but it'll be Wednesday night, so we probably need to do like an early morning show.
1: We're going to have a podcast sometime next week. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, if you're interested in when the podcast is going to be, keep your eyes on the site. We always do a post at least a day early to tell you when the podcast is going to be. I will also make sure it gets posted to our Top Speed Podcast Twitter so, thank you everyone for watching, and I want to say a huge thank you, you know, just personally, because I like having you guys, and I like that you let me sit here and complain about lane departure warning systems for no reason. I'm going to play some music, and the show's over. Goodbye, kids.